Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 93. Were, were we moving on? I need to know, because I got my bags pack, I got my passport. What's going on? July 17th, 2012. Thank you for coming back to another episode of our podcast. How's everyone doing this week? I'm doing awesome. Why are you so down in the dumps? Down? I'm not down. <laughs> Welcome to another one of our podcasts. Well, How's everyone doing? Well, that's not my fault. Put the knife down, bro. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah, so how you doing, Frank? Doing doing fine, yeah. Doing good. Cool, cool. All right, well, as you can tell, with us this week, we have Frank. What's up? Patrick. What'd it do? And I am your host, Jeremy. I don't know. I'm <laughs> a little out of it today, as you can probably tell. But, you know, I, we're just going to get on with the podcast. Just ignore me. Let's get it on. Uh, no no podcast. Oh, you are singing more now, huh? We just talked about that. What? Uh, so no podcast news this week. Um, so let's get into what we're playing. This has been an extremely hectic week for me. I have done nothing but work, and then uh, the weekend was filled with going out of town. So I have um, no real gaming to, to my week. However, I did buy um, Dear Esther on the uh, Steam sale, and I got into, I, basically all I did was get in the game to look, see what it looked like, and then that's about all I played. Um, but yeah, if, if if you don't know, the uh, might as well say it now. The Steam sale, summer sale is going on now uh, for another a week or so. So you know, go check that out. Uh, yeah, but that's it for me. So how about you, Frank? Well, um, still doing my replay of uh, Mass Effect Three. It's going uh, through uh, picking all the kind of renegade options and whatnot. Um, I I did download the. DLC for the Prothean character, but uh, it's kind of a bummer. I really, really liked when he was added to the team. The story was really good. It, it actually really stood up. Like it, it, it's a bummer. It wasn't in the original. I mean, the full game. It was enough story where it was pretty significant. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as far as with the Protheans and stuff. I mean, it's a lot of stuff you would only see there. Like as far as major parts of the game. I guess history, whatever. But um, yep. It's just kind of a bummer because as soon as you do, and I, I don't know, I, it's the game's been out a while. I'm I'm sure people know the Prothean DLC. I'm not, you know, surprising anyone. Uh, I guess that's not a, a, like a full spoiler. But when you do get him in the squad, he's actually not available for a while. I mean, the you know they they give the story that you know he's getting ready, he's like recovering and everything. Um, but it's just kind of a bummer. I added him to the team, and I wanted to clear all the side quests. And I'm guessing he's not going to become available after I do a couple main story quests. So I I've done probably eight or nine quests, but only one story quest. So he's still technically recovering, even though it's probably been two, oh. four hours of game time. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't even seen him in battle yet, but I'm looking forward to that. I just want to. My my goal on this one is to just uh, check out all the side quests and everything. I'm clearing all of them before I go and do the next story one. 
you know, do all the side quests I can as I can. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm still digging it. Uh, of course, because it's my second playthrough, it's uh, it's not, you know, I don't know. I guess I do get bored here and there, so I, I haven't been doing as much as I would probably on my first one when I just burn through the whole entire game, like, really quick. Yeah, I know what you mean. I went through it in, like, a, what, a week? A week and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I think once I got towards the end, I I got to within maybe like the ten hour range or twelve hour range of completing it uh-huh. uh, on over the weekend, like over like a three day weekend or something, and I just cranked it all out. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go for it. Screw it, you know. I played probably like you know six seven hours like for a couple days, but now I'm just doing it like one or two here and there. Yeah, but um, besides that, uh, uh, still some Madden eleven. I just played one of my friends. Uh, they were new to the franchise, so they well they haven't played. Well, my friend hasn't played uh, Madden probably since PlayStation Two days. Uh-huh. But it was just kind of interesting. I, I to even it out. I, I basically put myself on the hardest difficulty and set them on the easiest difficulty. Uh, and it became like a shootout and stuff. But that was that was pretty fun. Uh, just teaching someone uh, all the mechanics of that, trying to get them good, so we could start you know doing stuff online and whatever. Um, but yeah. Um, besides that, I played a little bit more of Kingdoms of Amalur. That oh, cool. game, I, I, again, like I said, it, I, I see it as a good game. It's interesting and everything, and it's not like it's not fun. It's just the story doesn't pull me as much. Where I, I feel like impelled, like I mean, comp- compelled to, where I'm like, I have to do like you know another two hours or something. I, I know I'll what do, you mean. That's the same yeah. way I felt. Like I, I, I'm pretty sure if I went through the whole game, I'd have fun, and the story would be, you know, like, oh, like, oh, okay, this happened and that happened, like, oh, that's interesting. But like right now, it's not where there's any huge kind of things going on where I'm, where I think, you know, oh, I want to see what's next. Like I kind of could figure what's next, but I, it's not like, I don't know. It, it keeps me interested, and in, I, I go on it, but it's not uh, pulling me. It's kind of like a distraction, kind of on the side. Yeah, I know what you mean. Besides that, that's pretty much all. Um, I do want to get back on Skyrim soon. I'm thinking um, probably next week I'm going to play Dawn Guard and start that again. I just wanted to give Mass Effect 3 another go, but I kind of don't even know if I'll finish it the second time. It's it's kind of interesting to see the the renegade options and stuff, but it's not, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not that big of a thing. I, I, I at first when I started it I was like really hyped I was like oh I'm gonna see the whole thing and you know on the other side and then I was like ah eh, it's kind of kind of the same just dialogue but whatever but yeah that's pretty much all for me cool cool how about you Pat uh played uh, this game I I thought I'd test it out um not sure if you ever heard of it called uh, Gears of War three. Oh, I think I've heard of it. Oh, it's crazy. Did that come out? Yeah, like a year ago. (laughs) But yeah. DLC 2? What's that? Does it have DLC 2? Since it's like. Oh, okay, cool. But um, yeah, I I played a little bit of that online, um, Guardian, like like normal. Um, Played. uh, Been playing a shitload of Dead Island. Oh um, yeah, it got to the point where I had to like, like kind of take a break for a minute because okay, so my brother wanted to pick it up, <clears throat> so he was gonna go buy it used. And I told him I said, "Well, used at GameStop is like twenty seven bucks." 
Mm-hmm. You can buy it brand new right now, Game of the Year edition with all the DLC for uh, twenty nine bucks. Yep. So you might as well just get it brand new, which he did. So we played a little bit of the story mode. I started the third character, and um, it's just uh, kind of like he wants to keep playing, but then I kind of slowed up on it because it was like I played the beginning part of this game so much that it's like. <laughs> Oh, man, I need a break for a minute before I go back to it. Um, now, the other thing, too, is my brother, he doesn't know the know where to go or anything like that. So, like, you know, he's playing with me and Crystal, and, and we're, we're running around. We know where to go. We're heading straight there. You know, we know the little shortcuts. We know where to avoid. And he's looking around like, wow, look at the island. Look at the graphics. Look at this. And, and all of a sudden, it's like, where are you at, fool? We're, like, halfway to where we need to go. You're so... You're still, like, where we started from, you know? Oh, yeah. And, um, but, I mean, it's just because he doesn't know the island. But it's just, like, you know, he, he's telling me, dude, I don't know the island. You have to wait for me. I'm like, well, if you pay attention to where I'm at, then you can just follow me. <laughs> yeah, but you know how that is. Yeah, I know. Um, but then, since he has the deal, the Game of the Year edition, um, I borrowed his disc since all the um, DLCs on the disc already. Uh huh. And play the writer write DLC. I'm not going to go too far into it since there's connections to the actual story mode. Uh, basically, you get to play a new character and get his part of the story. And actually, you get more information on the game, like stuff that you kind of left you in the dark about uh, a couple things. Uh huh. You you get some more info on it. Uh, like I said, once again, I'm not going to spoil it out uh, to people who haven't played the game yet. Like game just came out back in September, October, so still not a year. We usually wait a year. But um, it was a little bit tougher because it's supposed to be like right when the outbreak is happening. So um, there was more infected, which are the like like the, the crazy ones that are just going out of their mind and just try to maul you. And they're also extremely fast. Uh, unlike the zombies, where like the zombies can pick up a little bit of speed, but it's like more like momentum where they're trying to come at you to swing. Mm. But they're not all that fast. But the infected are just like they sprint straight at you. Um, so there's a lot more of those. And the other thing too is like normally when you die in the game, you, you get like a five second. You have to wait, and then you respawn, and you can continue from there. In this one, if you die, you have to you you go all the way back to the ch- a checkpoint. Uh huh. So. Uh, I found guns are very useful in this one. Normally, you try to save your guns. This one, at least they give you enough ammo to where you can just continuously shoot. But um, the only other thing that kind of pissed me off was that there's no achievements for it. Oh, that sucks. I mean, granted, like I said, I don't play games just to play achievements, but, like, you know, it was really hard. It was really testing. And... You know, I just assumed there was at least one, like, oh, you beat the right or right DLC. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. Wonder why they did it that way. I, I don't know. Either way, it was still fun, but um, I, I plan on doing a little write up on it eventually. I've just been kind of busy with some things, so I haven't had a chance to start it. But yeah, so uh, the last game, I borrowed a game from Jeremy, uh, which I played, borrowed that Sonic Generations. I saw you played that just today. Uh, I played some yesterday too. Oh, okay. Um, got past the f- first two bosses already. 
Oh, yeah, I, I think I only got to maybe the third stage. Yeah, I'm at the third stage now. I beat the first boss. Might have been the fourth. You fight um, Eggman or Dr. Robotnik. And um, then the second one was that water like creature thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, and I just unlocked the third area, and I think I did like one level in the third area. That was pretty much it. But um, I'm having fun with it. It was like you said, when you're broke and you can't really afford to go buy out more, go out and buy more games, then you start borrowing games that you haven't played from friends, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find it a lot easier and a little less frustrating when you play as, um, like, I guess you could say the old Sonic. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it's just because like you know going the side scrolling compared to the when they try to add the 3D effect to the new Sonic, uh-huh. or, you know, it's just yeah. easier to navigate the. Navigate yeah, I, the I agree. But you know what they said is like they they uh, people liked it because it actually brought some cha- more challenge to the game than just playing the old Sonic over again. No, I agree, and it did. I'm just saying it was just, you could tell, it seems like it's a little bit easier to do the side-scrolling Sonic and, you know, 3D Sonic. But um, the thing that kind of makes me laugh, though, is like, all right, so, you know, the new Sonic can talk, and tail his friend Tails can talk, and then when they meet up with the new, the old Sonic, old Sonic can't talk, but old Tails can talk. That's interesting. It's like, yeah, you know, well, you should have noticed it when you played... Yeah, I probably did. I just probably didn't think about it. Everybody can talk except for the the old Sonic. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if that's how it was or not. Well, I'm not lying. I just got them. No, I mean, I mean, like, uh, in the old games, I know that there wasn't voice acting, but I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't remember Tails even talking. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to me that they gave Tails a voice for this, for the old Tails, but they didn't give Sonic one. Yeah. I don't know. That is kind of funny. But other than that, that's all I've been playing. So I guess I will move on to what's coming out. All right, do it. So what's coming out for 7.15 to 7.21? Uh, really nothing. So I just threw two on there. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic collection for the PC. And Mass Effect 3 Earth. Uh, I'm assuming it's DLC. Yeah. To put um, that on. I meant to put DLC, but I didn't, but... For the PC, and, the PS3, and the 360. Go ahead. And and yeah, basically this one, what they're doing is they're adding three maps to the multiplayer mode, which is uh, you know, it being called the the DLC packs called Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is a free DLC. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah, it's been pretty cool. All their DLC has been free so far, but they do have that option where, when they do come out with new items, you could pay to get them right away, as opposed to randomly picking up those like uh, armor kits. Oh just, yeah. So, you know, there is a paid option, like, if a new DLC does come out and say it has a new gun, you could keep buying the armor packs that you earn for free, or you could just pay and buy a bunch of them and hope you get what you want quicker. So, yeah. it is, it's kind of, it's a free thing, but it's almost like those play-for-free thing type deals for a paid game, <laughs> you know. But um, but basically, they're adding the three uh, Earth maps, which is uh, Vancouver, Rio, De Janeiro, and London. And from what I hear, the London one is pretty much like what you play towards the end of the game on the single player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
Vancouver is actually where the game starts, so I'm guessing it's going to look something like the beginning of the game. And um, Rio de Janeiro, from what I hear, I haven't seen any pictures yet, but supposedly that's like the one of the nicer ones because uh, it has a lot of scenery and everything. Um, and supposedly they added uh, one more difficulty level. Like right now there's only, uh, what, bronze, silver, gold? Yeah. Uh, as far as the difficulty, and supposedly this one adds platinum. Um, Interesting. From, from what I heard, some people were playing uh, uh, platinum, and they were getting wiped in like, you know, a couple seconds to a couple minutes. Um, of course, you know, to overcome this, you're going to have to like kind of load up like and get all the top-end weapons and everything to last. Yep. Um, but it looks interesting. I'm, I'm actually... I haven't played the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer in a while, and uh, I want to give it a try, because I missed the last DLC, and, you know, now that I have this one, too, it, it'll be kind of nice to play there with uh, six like six new maps and stuff, for me, since I didn't play the last two. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But, and it adds another class, too, but I, I don't know the exacts about that. From what I know, it's some kind of, like, ninja or something. Uh, I think it's one of, like, the assassins or something in the game, and... Uh, that's some kind of new class. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really know the details on that, but, but that's yeah. pretty cool. But you know, again, with all the with most of the Mass Effect DLC post launch, it's cool because it's free. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. Yep. Um, hold on, sorry, my something just popped up on my screen. There we go. Uh, so you want me to do release date updates too? Yeah. All right. Um, don't know why. But the Need for Speed movie is coming out February seventh, twenty fourteen. I really, I still don't see why they're making a Need for Speed movie. Yeah, well, we <laughs> talked about this a while back. Yeah. Um, you know, anyone who's been listening to us for a while knows that w- all three of us were kind of like, well, I guess it was popular <laughs> at one point. There, maybe there's some people that'll be interested. In. But you know what? It's not even the fact if the game is popular or not. It's the fact that it, all it is this is a racing game. So what's the? You know what I mean? Well, there's to me, plenty there's of not, there's other plenty of other games that. <sighs> Could have good movies. It's just to me, it's another racing game. Why? I agree, but you know what? what way, like, let's let's make Rad Racer next. You know the what way I, mean? I look at it is most likely they were. Um, this is just my my thought train. Is what what game that has a name that everybody knows that a lot of people will probably go see the movie that we don't need to have like a great storyline and a big budget for. What a better? What better than? Yeah, but you'd want to put a good story in Grand Theft Auto uh, game. But that's the whole point. Why do we need another? Uh, why do we need another video game movie with a bad story? I agree. We're not putting no effort into. I agree. You know I, mean? <laughs> I mean, like it's bad enough as it is, is that they don't stick to the premises of what the games are, and now you're just going to make a game about chasing cars. It's just like, and you, you know, someone in there's going to do that shitty ass catchphrase too. It's like, I got Need for Speed. Oh, of course. <laughs> Hey, and you know maybe they'll uh, they'll do like the original Need for Speeds when car and drivers were still part of the game. I think they were like a they I don't know if it was endorsed or whatever, but they used to have like the car and driver stats for all the cars and everything. Maybe they'll just uh, make it like an instructional video on you know or an educational video on cars. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I yeah, it's gonna suck. It probably is gonna suck if it's if it's a good movie. I'm surprised. I'm not saying that I wanted to do bad if it did good and it was amazing and the next thing you know it's like oh now we're going to make Need for, Spoo- Need for Speed the movie the game and everyone's like oh yeah like you know hype I mean if it's cool cool but I really don't have much faith in it it's probably going to suck and you know yeah, yeah. exactly I agree. <laughs> I agree so 
March 19, 2013, Gears of War Judgment, Chainsaws Through the Gamers. They got an official release date. Cool, that's not uh, too far off either. Nope. No. Yeah, I mean, no. you know what I mean. I I don't know. I guess March just seems closer than it really is. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Over six months. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess. But still, I mean, it was just announced, what, two months ago? What? The game. Like, last month? Yeah, so I mean that to me like a seven month uh, from announcement to release is always to me that's a short period of time. But just think, in a year you'll be playing the second DLC pack. Yeah, real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, well that's it for news and I'm not news. I'm sorry for uh, releases and release date updates. We will take a quick break and be right back with said news. We are back, and it is time for the news. <laughs> that is right. We have a new sound effect for our news section, finally. And started by um, sound uh, technicians in uh, somewhere, yes. But yes, anyway, go ahead. Exactly, and to start us off this week, we have uh, Patrick. Well, this just in on my desk. No. Um <laughs> Microsoft could be buying Activision Blizzard. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, I mean, if like I say, if anybody was going to buy it, like we were talking about this, uh, it was the other day, someone was going to put up that kind of money, it would be someone like Microsoft or even, like it's, like I was saying, Apple. Someone with, you know... With with mul- multiple revenue sur- uh, sources. Like, yeah, even, even Sony, but... Um, although I don't see Sony doing anything like that right now, but, I mean... This is this would be very interesting to see Microsoft buy Activision Blizzard. Yeah. I I don't see it happening, but it could be a good thing for uh, fans of Activision Blizzard games. The one thing I'm actually con- thinking, like like, well, I'm concerned, but you know, the one thing I think that could um, make it more difficult is I actually read a. It was like an article just like an, a couple hours ago that um there could potentially be another. Uh, I believe, like, another antitrust suit against Microsoft. Yeah, that's what I was hearing, too. There's, like, the potential that they could lose billions of dollars and stuff. And, of course, their Microsoft is not, like, you know, like, oh, we lost a billion dollars. Now we have to close the company. You know, they, they'll be fine. But, you know, it could probably limit their, you know, their options as far as, you know, putting out money to buy more companies. But then again, I mean, Activision Blizzard, I mean, they're pretty successful. You're kind of picking up another revenue stream by buying it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just don't see this happening because Activision is so huge, and I mean, I could see them merging, I guess, rather than a buyout. It is kind of weird too, because with with Microsoft being a console maker, it's you know, I guess would all their games just become first party, and then they could 
capitalize off licensing their first party games. You know, if they owned all the Activision games and all the Blizzard games and everything. Yeah, think about it. Because if that happened, then basically the only place you'd see Activision games are uh, 360 or PC. Yeah, I mean, like they could, like I say, they could even license it for later release on other consoles. But well, they could true. even just they could even just dominate it and be like and decide that hey, you know, all the Activision games are on 360 only. Well, either that would happen, or they would just rechar- They would charge um, any other, like you know, like PlayStation or whatever, or or you know, Nintendo, like ridiculous prices to put Activision games on their consoles. Yeah, that's true too. That would be pretty crazy if they did it. And I mean, of course, they could buy the company and not do anything as far as changing, you know, who gets what games. But the potential for them to do that and you know, control which games go where, you know, there is that potential if they did buy it. But it's not a given that they have to do that, but that would be kind of almost like a domination-type move. (laughs) Here's the the thing. I know that Activision Blizzard, um, video game-wise, is bigger than Microsoft, Uh, money-wise. Obviously, Microsoft has their other, like I said, other uh, income sources. So, of course, they're a bigger company all around, but the fact that um, maybe that's why Microsoft is doing it. Maybe they want to step their game up in video games. Although they are the leader in video games uh, consoles, they're not nearly the leader in video game software. Yeah. You know, so that it'd be very interesting to see. I, I, I doubt it'll happen. Um, and if it does, I think it'll be more of a merger than a, a buyout. Yeah. Which would basically mean that nothing will change except Microsoft will probably get more money out of it. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. That's very interesting. Speaking about um, the business side of video games, more layoffs at Bioware Austin. T- uh, uh, yeah, Bioware Austin. Um, well, we had talked about this a few months ago, I want to say, earlier this year, that um, Bioware had started laying off team members from um, the Old Republic. And a lot of people were started freaking out, like, oh my god, oh my god, it's, it, they're doing this because it, it's... Uh, the game's not doing good, but then, you know, Bioware comes out, EA comes out and says, no, 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 this is how it always is with big MMOs, and which is true, I've heard of this before. Um, as soon as the game comes out, they don't need as many people, so they lay people off. And they're saying that, that this is still part of the plan, you know, uh, seven months later, it's still part of the plan. People are, like, kind of skeptical about it, but, um, you know, I mean, it, it could be true. Well, from what I saw, also, the site has... Uh Say that the seven-year bio well bio the Bioware Austin staffer Rich Vogel has left the company. I guess he's one of the big developers for him. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot to, I forgot to mention that. Um, and they said it says his departure come uh, departure from the firm follows news that the game has lost four hundred thousand subscribers subscribers, and that Bioware was um was considering a change to free to play. Oh yeah, that, I mean, yeah. Four, I mean, you know, like I said, like okay, I'm part of that four hundred thousand subscribers, and that's because I can't afford it right now. You know, yeah. I can't afford the the fifteen or twenty bucks, whatever it was. And um, I mean, if they go free to play, I'll be back. But you know, like with the tough the economy, like it is, you know, it's, it's just too hard to pay for something monthly like that. Yeah, and that's what I was saying a few um, episodes ago about how um, analysts are saying that. You know, if Elder Scrolls Online comes out as a paid MMO, it, it's going to go through the same thing, even if it's a great game. You know, there's just not 
the amount of people that are willing to pay the monthly is just not there anymore when there's so many well, options for good especially, especially when it's that much money i mean if you know you get a game and and you got a hell of people paying it you know what i'm saying okay if you had 400,000 uh 1000 subscribers just quit say if you you know how many people are still playing the game though there's still a shitload of people playing it yeah i mean like why do you got to charge them 15? Like, if you charge them 5, still is still charging. But, I mean, like, something like that, you're still going to be breaking in a shitload of money. And $5 is a lot easier to pay, you know, than than 15 when it comes down to, you know, when you're coming down to what you have to pay for the month to yeah, survive. I agree. I agree. I think we were I, – I, I know. I think on a previous one we were discussing it, but it's, it is kind of weird um, that when they do go for the pay schedule, it's around that – Twelve to fifteen dollars. Like I don't know what their technical costs of having a server go for that time, but it would almost seem that it wouldn't require that much. No, because um, you figure at a million million people at even ten dollars an hour, they're making so much money a month. Yeah, you know, I mean, even at a half a million, even at a hundred thousand, there's no way that their servers could uh, cost that much. They're now granted they're trying to get money back from you know well. Oh yeah, costs. But okay, I just okay, I just did some math, right? Four hundred thousand subscribers at five dollars, you know, times it by five. Uh That's two million. Yeah, and there's no way that the servers cost that much, and you know. Well, that's my point. Is like, I mean, that's for just for five bucks for four hundred thousand that they lost five million dollars. Excuse me, two million dollars. Yeah, I mean now times that by how many people, shitload of people they have on there right now. You know, including and that. I mean, think I, of how much money they're raking in on this shit. And I know that there's a lot of listeners that are probably thinking right now, like, there's so much more that goes into it than that. And I know that. I understand that. But even at, I, even at $2 million income a month, you know, that's uh, $24 million a year. There's no way that, you know, I mean, you're going to recoup costs. It might take years, but you're going to recoup costs. And all of a sudden, I know that the, the goal of these companies is to recoup your costs as soon as possible so you can start making money. That makes sense, but you know what? If you're gonna, if there's a difference between, you know, a million subscribers at uh, five dollars or six hundred thousand subscribers at fifteen, I mean, to me, it would make sense to have the more subscribers. Even though I, I know that the math I just did was was not what I meant to say, but I'm saying in the long run, it'll be more money if you have more subscribers. Well, no, you were, it was like you said, if it, just going off of that four thousand dollars or four thousand, damn four thousand. <laughs> 400,000 subscribers that left. And now you can tell why none of us are uh, math majors. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just, I can't, it's not that I'm not messing up on my math, I'm just messing up on my talk. (laughs) I know, I'm just kidding. Uh, But 400,000 subscribers that quit. Like I said, we just did the math. That's 200, if it was five bucks a month, two two million a month, 2,400, 24 million a year. You can tell me you can't run. Your servers and and do your patches and play your employees on two million, and that's not including that's not including the games. All those people that bought the game. Now, you know what I'm saying? yeah, here's the buy the game, and then whatever else if they bought some DLC or whatever the case may be, whatever else money they put into it. That's uh, you know you, you you can't tell me you can't run shit on twenty. Four million a year, and that's just like oh, yeah. that's not even the basis of all their subscribers. That's just we're just going off of what what, what they don't have no more. Yeah, um, but uh, go ahead. Uh, um, 
the one thing I was I was gonna say too is uh with uh I lost my I lost my thought. You know, you go ahead. I'm gonna go think about what I was gonna say well, now. You, okay, go you go in the corner. And you think about what you were gonna say. <laughs> the, the production cost of Star Wars Old Republic was uh, close to two hundred million dollars. Okay, so assuming that sales on day one, and and I know they were. I I don't know sales. But assume they made fifty million dollars on day one. That means they only have one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars to uh, make up. One hundred and fifty million dollars, I mean. Um, and and so I kind of understand why they charge, and they're you know they're like, oh, let's charge fifteen bucks. And you know what? Maybe they should for the first year. And then, but promise people, say, hey, everybody who sticks it for a year, we're going to drop it down to $10 after a year. And then after another year, drop it down to $7, you know, make a reward, kind of like a, a, the longer you stick with us, the more we'll drop your price. How how long has the game been out, by the way? Uh, November, yeah, December, November. December. Okay, so it's going a little over a year, whatever. I mean, I mean, over a half a year. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, because, okay. Go ahead. Well, the one thing I was thinking is, yeah, I mean, that's kind of true with uh, used games. They age, and again, WoW is the, you know, that's a contradiction. I mean, that's the exception to the rule, but, um, you know, you think of games, they age. You know, when you're paying $15 a month for a premium game that just came out, there's a lot of people on it. The graphics are high and everything. But as you go along and it's now an old game, you know, maybe it's not a top-tier graphic game. Some of the communities leaving you know, with lowering the price and, of course, server costs go down. I mean, of course, you, you have your customer service and stuff like that all supporting the in the game managers and every, oh, whatever, you know, they're called in that game. And, you know, so you're still going to have, it, you know, overhead for all the employees, but server costs go down pretty quickly, um, especially if you're thinking on the mass scale of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people with all these different things. And so, yeah, I mean, it would make sense to lower the price after a while because especially going into now, you know, you're not – it's not a new game. You're paying $15 for something that's been out a while. And the other thing I was going to say too, is with, with wow, as far as them being able to charge, you know, still maintain the $15 now, what, six, seven years, eight years. I don't even know now what it came out in 2006 or something yeah, around there. So yeah, like a six years later, they're still charging 15 a month. And the thing I was thinking with wow in particular, that was unique that, and again, it's hard for other games to get to this point, but because it had a, such such a large community, I think people were willing to do it because it's almost like Xbox Live. Like, if I want to play online and I want to play my friends, I'm going to go to Xbox Live. I'm paying more. It's you know, I I wouldn't want it. I'd rather not pay what I'm paying for it, but I'm willing to do it because everyone's there. And with WoW, you know, I I. There's other games that were out. There's other MMOs that were out. There were free-to-play ones. There were ones that um, cost different, you know, rates or whatever. Or even ones that came out, you know, along the way, like four or five years after WoW, that maybe it was still 15 bucks, but it was a new game. It looked new. You know, it was, you know, actually the graphics were high on it. But everyone I knew was on WoW. You know, if I go on WoW right now, I probably still have like three or four of my friends that still play it. You know, I could go on there and you know, play the game with them, or I have all my old guilds and everything, and, you know, if I wanted to find a community on WoW, I could do it real quick of people I know, but if I were to go on another game, I couldn't do that, so maybe I'll pay the 15 for WoW, because I know everyone will be there, but 
if I pay fifteen for a night, so I'm, you know, I mean, not that it's like empty and everyone's like, not, you know, you're never gonna meet it, you know, it's, you're never gonna have a guild or anything, you know. You, you will get that on the other game, but it, it just that with WoW, it was so much that everyone was on it that if you were going to play MMO, might as well play the one that everyone you know is on. Yeah. Like well, you said Xbox. That's kind of the thing. That why they could charge that. Yeah. All right, uh, so I, I, I'm just gonna, uh, like I said, like okay, so how, how much was the game when it came out? Well, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. I just did some math, and to end oh, this right. and move on. Basically, one year, twelve months of uh, subscribers um, at the 1.3 million, which is what they're currently at, um, and the the cost of of how much they made on day one sales. After 12 months, they're going to bring in about $319 million. Okay, now, that will just recoup costs plus uh, uh, fees and payments of all the people and stuff. Okay, so, that's one year. Now, after one year, why not drop the price? You know? That's, 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 or, or, or have the price come, at, come out at seven bucks and you get the same amount in two years, you know? And you'll probably keep more people. Yeah, well, I, mean, I just did some math, like I said, of of like um, with the game that came out about forty nine ninety nine, right? Yeah, yeah, I put fifty. Yeah. Okay, so I roughly did that, right? That's nineteen million nine hundred ninety six thousand for the four thousand people that quit. Yeah, and they're you not times even... that. Like I'm saying, you times that by the twenty five million, or what was it? What did we say? It, there's what was there it? Was, oh, it was two. It was two million, right? One point seven million people. No, no, no. I'm talking about when we did the math for the. Um. When we did the the math for the um how much they were paying Number. if it was five bucks. It was two uh, million, right? Twenty four. It was twenty four? Yeah. It was like i bet roughly cause I just I got accidentally got rid of the, the it was it was close to pretty much like forty three million or something like that. Yeah. In one year. Yeah, well, like Granted, I said, it's year yet, but I'm just saying, like five bucks times. Fuck you, dude. They, they shouldn't be charging us that much. Well, and um, like I that, said, they are they are the highest. Um, I understand why they're charging it for the first year. Don't get me wrong. Um, and if they go free to play after the first year or year and a half, and then you know what, this conversation is kind of doesn't matter because they've they've probably gotten back their costs and they're going to start making money, and that's great because I want to see any any game like this succeed. Uh, but you know what? It, I think as we talked about before, it's the death of the paid MMO. At least, at least the required paid. I think that there's going to be that happy medium where you're going to tell people, "Hey, if you pay that fifteen dollars a month, you're going to get a lot of these of these benefits." So if you are into it hardcore, you can pay the fifteen, and then in three months later, you don't you stop paying, and you can still play your character, but you just don't get the benefits anymore. Yeah. So anyway, let's in move closing. on. Yeah, let's move <laughs> on. All right. Well, uh, God of War movie still alive and get Saul writers. Interesting. So the writers for the Saul franchise are coming over to write the <laughs> God of War movie, which kind of makes sense because you know, in all honesty, when Kratos goes out there and starts annihilating his enemies, he's not. It's not like it's not gory or violent. Yeah. It'll be interesting. He, that's that's he does inter- friendships every single time. Friendships fight. And wildies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know that pretty much every director and every actor, for the most part, comes from nowhere. But it, it's amazing when you think of where the Saw writers came from. You know, yeah. they made the the first Saw in an independent film for college, and then now they're writing for God of War movie. 
It's pretty interesting. Shit. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, as we we know, uh, Comic Con was this week, and as you probably know, Comic Con is less just Comic Con and a lot more um, a mixture of well, basically everything from anime to video games to comic books to even like fiction writing has a lot uh, of place at Comic Con now, which I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, so anyway, so of course, you know, your big names like uh, Microsoft and everybody had their booths there. And one thing that was shown off for the first time playable as far as I, I, uh, as far as I read was the PlayStation All-Star Brawl. And the, the headline that I read said that PlayStation All-Star Brawl is different from Super Smash Brothers in all the wrong ways. Um, now, bef- before I go any further, I want to say that this, this – this uh, article I read is not saying that this game is not good. It's not saying that this game uh, will not do good. But it is saying that it was pointing out some of the, the bad parts about it. And, and one of the main things is one of the best parts about Super Smash Brothers is the fact that you can get beat up. You know, you can get all the way to 120%, 130%, or I mean 200%, 300%. And if you get lucky with that one blow, you can still kill your opponent. Um, and a lot of the skilled players. Uh, you know, like my, my brother is one of them who's, who are in tournaments. You notice that their their percentage is often very high, and that's part of the fun about the game. Well, I guess they've taken the percentage aspect of, out of out of it. Um, so, PlayStation All Star Brawl has no percentages, no life bar at, at all. Actually, um, when you get hit, it increases your um, super move gauge. I don't know if it's called that or that's or whatever. But anyway, just like a Street Fighter, or whatever. There's three levels. Yeah. And, um, you know, each one getting progressively stronger. The first level is just like a little one that just does damage in front of you. And the third one is like full screen damage. Well, basically, these are the only ways that you can knock your, uh, you can hit your opponent to kill them is by using these super moves. Again, if you use a level one and it connects, it's going to kill. I think, it, I think it basically kills your opponent, shoots them off the screen. Um, but it's limited range. If you use level three, it's probably, I wouldn't say full screen, maybe half the screen. Or you remember how like Super Smash Brothers where, um, uh, Fox gets in a tank and he can drive around for a little bit. That's stupid. Yeah, well, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. You know, each character has their own type. Yeah, uh, I saw. I, I remember seeing him uh, when we were watching E3. Oh yeah, oh yeah, like Prapper the Rapper, I guess uh, he does a, a epic freestyle. Yeah, it hurts him. Yeah. I know that. Like, um, oh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Big Daddy has a um, like he'll like it fills the whole arena up with water and makes everybody move hella slow, but him. Well, that's that's kind of cool. Um, mm. I know um, Kratos becomes a extra large version of Kratos, and comes no. comes extra powerful. <laughs> here's here's something. Speaking of Kratos in this game, it's kind of pissing me off. Is I've seen like more than one screenshot, and it seems like it matches from this game. And Kratos has hair and a, a beard. The beard? I thought he had, but oh, he has like a goatee, and it's just the bottom part. Oh, yeah, yeah, no yeah. mustache, no side facial hair, or nothing. Well, and I've seen a couple of pictures. He had full facial hair, a full beard, and a full head of hair. Does um, because there's a new God of War coming out, right? Yeah, wasn't it like a prequel or something? Yes. So, I wonder if they're using the skin from the the prequel, like if he had hair in that one. Um, I saw. I saw. Um, I've seen some gameplay from it, and he it, it was still like the Kratos. Do it. He looked uh, in all the games. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering because I wonder if it's just a skin or if they're trying to 
you know, use like what he'll look like in a future game, you know, because they're still, you know, they may be developing it alongside the next God of Wars or whatever. I I doubt it, but I'm just I don't know. I'm just thinking. You never know. That's that's. I mean, yeah. It, it could be. Um, I I was looking for a picture and I cannot find any. So obviously it's pretty rare. So who knows? Um, so anyway, so the other part of my uh, uh, that story is um, that there there is some the, some nice the nice things that were uh, mentioned is the stages are awesome. Unlike Super Smash Brothers, that each stage is themed to their own um, character. Uh, the stages in, in PlayStation All Star Brawl actually have a mixture of characters. So you know you're gonna go. Uh, I forgot exactly what they were saying, but you know you're gonna go from one character's world to the other to the other in the same stage. Uh, and then, like elements of different games are going to come in. Like um, they was telling, I don't, I'm not, forgot which stage it was, but all of a sudden you're gonna you're getting like golf balls flying through the head, through the through the air, and it's from hot shot. And then all of a sudden, some hot shots golf characters are gonna drive by you in their golf cart. And then next thing you know, the um, I guess it was the the Hydra or Hydra from uh, Gear was the uh, God of War. All of a sudden, smashes the town behind you, and. Yes. And yeah, so so that's pretty cool. That sounds really cool, actually. That picture I just sent you was the one I was talking about. Okay, and then the last thing is they said, and and you know this doesn't really affect us, at least not at this point. But um, the cross platform between um, Vita and uh, uh, PlayStation Three is flawless. I mean, you can switch at, uh, at on the fly basically, and it feels good on both systems. So that's pretty cool. Oh. Uh, just a heads up, uh, oh Patrick. Yeah, I looked up uh, that that the character that you were saying that has the hair and stuff, the Scott of mm-hmm. War, and they're saying that his name is actually Demos, and he's crazy. Oh, that's supposed to be Demos. That's supposed to be yeah. Demos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother. So, why the hell do they have him in? The, they're gonna have both in the game, I guess. Um, <laughs> looks like it. That makes more sense than uh, him looking like that. That's for sure. Yeah, I didn't even think about demos. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Actually, one more thing. Um. Are, were we moving on? No. Go ahead. Oh well, it was this was I mean, kind of related to Comic Con. Oh yeah, go ahead. But, um, uh, I just wanted to say it since we're we're talking about this story right now that was at Comic Con. Um, they had uh, they had they shown some kind of quick scenes from an upcoming Mass Effect cartoon and whatnot. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be a cartoon that's going to come out. That's going to be between. It's going to explain what happened between Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty horrible. Really? It looks like it was a cartoon done in the '80s or '90s. But that's kind of awesome. And I don't know if it's in a good way. It's kind of. It looks kind of bad. Oh, I see what you're talking about. It, you know what it kind of looks like. It kind of looks like the uh, uh, cartoon from like Zelda type, like those Zelda games or cartoons. Oh, oh excuse wow! Excuse me, princess. Wow, they have one where he's playing a guitar. Oh, hold on! No, no, this this one is not that. This is a uh, April Fool's joke. So never oh. mind. <laughs> never mind. That wasn't the one I was. Uh... <laughs> just googling. <laughs> yeah, Mass Effect cartoon just um. It, it it says right here, Mass Effect eighty style cartoon does not exist. But then you said it was it was new this week though, right? Yeah, I was actually looking it up recently. 
Um, I don't know. Maybe I got spoofed. I don't know. I, <laughs> read, I was reading an article from a couple couple days ago. That's funny. Well, here's one from IGN, so let's see. Yeah, that's the one that says, uh, it. yeah. Never mind, then. I don't yeah. know. I'll have to look into it more. Yeah, look into it more. <laughs> oh, they are saying that the um, there was a Mass Effect the movie um, information at Comic-Con, though. I'm sure that's different, but... Yeah. I'll look into that more for next week, and uh, let's let's go ahead and move to the next story. All right. Um, well, King of the Amalur fans should be happy. King of the Amalur Reckoning might be getting a sequel from EA. EA said it was saying, saying it was unfortunate what happened at... Ah, uh, oh, shit. What was the name of the studios again? 38? 38 studios, and that... Um, you know they liked a lot of what they saw with the uh, Kingdom of Amalur, so they're and they were they're, they're willing to picking it up. Uh, that's that's cool. interesting. Yeah. So maybe they'll improve on all a lot of the stuff that you guys were talking about, like the all the side quest shit and all that stuff they had. You know. Yeah. It'll, it'll fix all that shit in the second game. Yep. Yep. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, and Patrick was the one who actually brought this to my attention. Um. And then when I was looking for stories, uh, I actually saw it, so I wanted to include it in here. The Halo 4 console bundle was announced for uh, or at Comic-Con, and um, it looks pretty awesome. Uh, I will have a link, either a link to the pictures or the pictures themselves in our show notes. Yeah, it, it looks sick. I mean, I'm not going to go out and buy another Xbox, but yeah, it looks, looks way better than the Halo Reach one that came out. Yep. Um... Nightwing and Cyborg added to Injustice Gods Among Us. So the new fighting game uh, that's being made by NetherRealm Studios, uh, which also does Mortal Kombat, just added Nightwing and Cyborg. And um, I saw, uh, I forget where I saw it, but I saw a video. um, I posted it on our um, Twitter, and I also posted it on our Facebook page if you want to check it out. Pretty awesome Um, video. But yeah, it shows a lot about what what the what, what the powers and the different like you know, like Superman, he's going to be straight on power and, and head at you, whereas Nightwing is agile and can like there'd be like say an object in the air, um, M- Nightwing might just grab it and do a flip off of it or a power a power attack off of it. Superman would just grab it and throw it at you. Yeah, it's pretty cool how the the um, elements from the stage it seems or the yeah the stage it seems like. You know, weak characters, I mean, not weak, uh, agile characters are going to be able to use them to go faster and use stronger uh, attacks, as where the strong characters are going to just be basically be able to use them as pure power, you know? Yep, and then it, um, some of the, some, what were you going to say? I was going to say, it was pretty cool how Nightwing, like, shot across the sta- stage because he, he grabbed onto something that was in midair. Yeah. And then, and then like, I, like, like you just said, right after Superman just grabbed it and hit Nightwing over the head with it. <laughs> Um, the other thing that's pretty cool is some of the stuff that, uh, like their power moves, depending on the character. Like when they showed Superman was pretty sick. He hits you so hard up into the air. It's like you end up in space and then he just flies up above you and just hits you and crashes you back down. Now, granted, I think that if Nightwing took a hit like that, it, it, it would be, uh, I think his head would have <laughs> ended up in space and the rest of his body probably would have stayed on the ground, but... Nonetheless, it's a video game. 
Um, but yeah, the, the stuff they were showing from Nightwing and Cyborg was pretty sick. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just say this next story because uh, it's related. I kind of had them together. Oh my bad. But uh, depending on the success of um, Injustice League: Gods Among Us, NetherRealm Studios wants to make a non-fighting game. Cool. Which they're pretty much just known for making fighting games, so... Yeah. But they guess they want to try to dabble in something else. A beat-em-up game. <laughs> cool, Streets cool. Of, Streets of Rage, yeah. Hella <laughs> Rage. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, um, uh, another news story. Uh, Steam is coming to Linux. Uh, basically, they're actually going to even... Uh, uh, port the source engine to actually run on Linux as well. Um, as of now, they're saying that a lot of the S- Valve games will actually be portable to Linux. Um, it'll. It, I, I'm gonna. I believe it's gonna be something similar to how, how they have Steam on the Android and whatnot. All the games are not going to be available, but they do aim to have most of the games available to run on Linux. That's cool. Um, it's kind of interesting because. Linux has kind of been in the background for a while. They've been gaining a little bit of steam, but still, it's, that's kind of funny. With games. <laughs> I know, <laughs> uh, but they, they've been uh, their, their market share has grown a bit in uh, the last year or so. Uh, but still, they re- they remain relatively nothing in the PC world. Uh, currently, the guess, um, and I say the guess because there's five or six major websites that track market share of the top uh, operating systems. And Linux overall has now assumed it's assumed that it has zero point eight to one point six percent of the market share for desktop computers. So the thing is, is there is it, it there does seem to be like there is somewhat of a market for uh, Linux, even despite the low market share. Um, one uh, article I was reading that actually kind of gives uh, this a little bit of a sway is. Uh, there's recently been, and I forgot the name of it now, but uh, there basically was this one application. It was um, an indie game bundle where you could get like Bastion and Super Meat Boy and games like that. Uh-huh. And what you would do is, because it's for a charity, you would pick whichever uh, system you want the game for, the bundle for. And you could have Linux, Apple, or PC. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and what they did is is uh, you get the bundle for however much you want to pay. Whatever you pay goes to charity. You pick your which operating system you want, and then you make your donation, and you get the, the bundle. And from what they found is Linux users were actually the ones that were paying the most money for the bundle. Uh, Linux users were averaging around 1250 while uh, I believe PC was around 6 or 7 or so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, as far as with uh, Linux users, perhaps there's not that many of them, but they're willing to put more money out. Um, but again, it, it almost it seems like a weird move by Valve. It's it's almost like either they're trying to be an innovator in bringing video gaming to Linux and kind of you know kickstarting the whole uh, gaming on Linux, or they're yeah. just they have so much money where they're like, hey, we'll do this too if we don't we don't have to. But hey, look at well, we just yeah. We're on a new sit. We're on it. We with that one point six percent of the market that no one else could touch. Hey, we're, we're there too. <laughs> but yep, um, yep, basically. 
some other stuff with uh, Linux is uh, they're actually uh, actually recently uh, there's a game engine called Unity 3D. It's uh, fairly popular. Uh, they actually recently added an export option to Linux. So when you're actually compiling your game, you could uh, if you're a developer, you could just select to port it to Linux. Um, it's kind of notable because we're starting to there, there's actually quite a few engines that are now looking to add this as well and so i mean it could be interesting there's going to be a lot more engine options on linux steam's going there and there's also a lot of games that are now planned because of the unity 3d engine going to linux uh for linux and also recently with uh, a lot of the kickstarter games uh there are actually a lot of the, a lot of those games are actually now posting that they're going to have linux um Portability because they reached greater than what their um. Oh yeah, the, one of the one of the games I, I uh, backed is doing that. Yeah, w- one of the major ones I heard was a uh, Wasteland Two. They said because they gained more money than they wanted, uh, you know, than they, you know, uh, were aiming to fundraise or whatever. Uh, they said as a bonus, since they have ex- the extra money, they likely will port it to Linux. So, again, uh, it's it's not a big market. But it'll be interesting. There could be, you know, unique games popping up on this platform, or you could see other games porting to it. It could, you know, change the platform. But yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, well, while you were talking, I did a little research on the. Uh, well, I started doing a little research on Mass Effect the movie because it says that there's that, that it was at Comic Con. Well, I guess the information that that. Um, the panel for Mass Effect movie will not be out until the 22nd, which is this sun- next Sunday. So we'll have information on that. Um, as for the anime you were talking about, it's called uh, Mass Effect Paragon Lost. And it is, it is an anime, and it's coming uh, November 13th this year on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, and basically, you're right, it does look like a old-style either Sunday morning cartoon or Japanese animations type thing. Um, I mean, it'll still be interesting to check out, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be a major release, but it, it would have been nice to see them give, like, a really good treatment because, you know, it's a big franchise and stuff. But Yeah, I'll have a link to the trailer for uh, Paragon Lost in the show notes. Cool. Uh... And then, oh yeah, so the last story for the for the week is uh, just wrong that Patrick and actually Frank both brought to my attention. Um, well, a gamer in... Taiwan, I believe. Was it Taiwan? Yeah, Taiwan died after uh, playing Diablo 3 for 40 hours straight. So basically the story goes that this guy walks into an internet cafe on Friday... And, um, you know, rents a private room. And on Sunday, sometimes Sunday, the, the owner went in there to check on him because he hadn't seen him come out. And the guy was uh, sleeping. He's an 18-year-old man. He was sleeping. Um, and then so the, own, the owner woke him up and was like, hey, come on, you know, you, gotta, you haven't eaten or anything. And so as soon as the 18-year-old stood up, um, he just fell to the floor and he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Um, I guess there, you know, there's no, as of right now, there's no, uh, cause of, uh, death, but 
you know, me and me. She was we playing were Diablo. Hello. Yeah, Diablo. The did. devil took his soul. We were talking about it a little <laughs> before the podcast. Um, you know, there there could be a couple reasons for this. For one, he didn't eat or they don't think he ate or drank anything in the forty hours he was in there. Um, for another, like Frank was saying, there was there was another case uh, a few years ago where it, it had to do with blood clots, and when you know the person stood up. It basically caused the blood clots to get so bad and to block the blood, and of course, the person died. So, you know, this is just really sad. Another reason, um, you know, when you're playing video games, is, you know, as much as we like video games, move around a little bit. Even if it's, you know, just every, every hour or something, just stand up, walk around your room. You don't have to put the controller down, just, you know. Go take a piss and shake an extra couple times just so you're standing up. Seriously, I, they they actually say that uh, if you're play, if you're playing extended video games, all you need to do is literally once an hour just walk a, around in a circle, and you'll be you'll you'll actually add years to your life. Um, and that goes for anything, TV or anything. It, it's yeah, pretty, yeah. Just in general, I was actually reading an article that um, it's just bad for you to sit for so much time. And Which is a bummer. I had I had like a desk job at the time, and then I was like, "Holy crap! It sucks that I'm sitting here." I was like, "I know." <laughs> Believe me, I read I read an article just recently while I was sitting at a desk. Then um, <laughs> the newest study actually actually has proven that um, just just a, a little for people who do have desk jobs out there, um, if if you lean back just slightly, then it'll actually uh, it's actually better for your body. Um, you still have to keep a straight spine, but if you lean back slightly, it's it's better for you. Uh, keeps keeps a little pressure off the spine. All right, so that is it for our news. And now we are going to go on to this week. Versus. Yeah, <laughs> that's your clue. that's your cue, Frank. All right. Well, um, I guess this is what our semifinals or conference championship or whatnot. Uh, we're down to just two more fights till we get to the last one. Um, so I guess I'll start with our first combatant, uh, Batman. Uh, yeah, Batman. One of one and, of my favorites in this so far. Yeah, and uh, just a heads up, you know, the road, uh, I guess the road to the, the championship for Batman. <laughs> um, his first contest, he beat Pikachu and what was surprisingly, well, I guess not surprisingly, uh, it was a very close match. Uh, I won't be biased. It was a very close match. I um, will. I think Batman will beat the shit out of Pikachu. No problem. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I know we're revisiting an old versus, but uh, we didn't vote. Well, we voted on this one, but we didn't. We didn't discuss this one. Um, you know, after we talked about you know Batman having his insulated suit and all this stuff, I I, I totally think that it should have been a lot more favorable for Batman. But it, you know, I mean, and I know this doesn't matter. But if Batman didn't have an insulated suit, I think it it Pikachu had a better chance, of course. But you know, that's nor here nor there. But yeah, um, basically, Batman won with fifty four percent. Pikachu lost in the first round with forty six percent. Then Batman, after smashing Pikachu, uh, went on to f- face Cloud Strife. Uh, this was one of the contests where we actually, as a the host, voted on it, and Batman won this round unanimously with a three to zero uh, against Cloud Strife. Yeah, it was a good match. I remember um, thinking that they're both they were pretty much equal. Um, just Batman's, uh, I think, I think it came down to his uh, movability, his fact that he can, you know. Uses battery or not battering? What is it called? The uh, 
Grappling hook? Yeah, grappling hook and his just his agility in general. Yeah, and um, again, just repeating, just quick information. He debuted in May 1939 in Detective Comics number 27, and in video game debut was Batman 1986 that was in the EU only. Um, and his opponent is uh marcus phoenix from gears of war um and again you know his road to the championship is uh marcus phoenix actually won a pretty pretty easy match um with 70 percent of the van fan vote against jen kazana um he then went on to face jill valentine and he won with a host vote of three to zero yeah that one was a hands down yeah that was just a it was more of a formality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, again, uh, just some quick info with uh, Marcus Phoenix. Uh, we've went over a lot of them before, so just doing a quick summary. Uh, Marcus Phoenix, he debuted in 2007 in the first Gears of War. Uh, his background character info is that he was awarded the Embry, Embry Star, the highest honor a Gear soldier can receive. Um, Sweet. So I'm going to go directly to Patrick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we we used to do that constantly. Um, yeah, well, what's funny is this is like two of Patrick's favorites too. Yeah, you, you, you've been having a lot of moral dilemmas in this versus, huh, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let you guys go first. All right. Well, um, I'll start since I normally don't. Uh, you know, I was kind of thinking about this one as as, as we were uh, doing the podcast, kind of in the back of my head. And you know Batman, he he's he has all the t- tricks and everything. Um, as where Marcus Phoenix is kind of more upfront and get in your face and heavy artillery. Um, you know, I mean, I, I see this as being a pretty good match. Um, yeah, you you can look at it from both points of view uh, of the heroes of their own game. Batman has taken on some crazy things in his games, um, and usually does it with with. I mean. He has some problems, but usually it's pretty it's pretty easy for him. Um, might take some time, but it's pretty easy. As where Marcus, um, you know, again he's taken on on the locusts just and and I don't I don't know any of the names of the you know big guys, but I mean he's taken on basically save the world. Well, him, not him alone, of course, but uh, berserkers, corpsers, yeah, Rom, scourge, Leviathan. You could you could look at Batman. There's a lot he's taken on that are very similar. Uh, maybe not at, quite as uh, uh, I don't know. However you want to say it, but uh, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Um, right now, and, and I'm just saying this because I'm almost fifty fifty because I haven't decided. I, I'm leaning slightly towards Batman. Um, so I'm curious to hear what you guys got to say about this. Well, with me, I'm. This one I could see is kind of close. The thing is, is Batman's fought in villains with guns before, but I, from what I recall of Batman's villains that like had firepower, a lot of them weren't really, I guess, sane or focused. <laughs> um, you know, Marcus Phoenix, he's not going to just try to wreak havoc or, you know, cause any, I guess, he's, he's going to have no talking time with Batman. It's not going to be where he has an opportunity to just, uh, kind of gain leverage. He, Marcus, he's like a soldier. He's fought hundreds and hundreds of uh, locusts and stuff. And I, I could see him as a, maybe not the average, you know, random person with a gun. <laughs> from, yeah, uh, definitely. From what Batman has fought. And, 
Um, but I know because, you know, Batman has dealt with arms, it's not like any time someone pulls out a gun, all of a sudden they, you know, defeat Batman. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, I'm giving him credit, you know, that he, he will put up a fight. Uh, the only thing is, is I kind of see Batman as a dis- disadvantage with the range. Um, I mean, but, you know, of course, Batman is, he has, you know, different suits where he's, he could take some bullets and stuff, but Marcus has a lot of bullets and he, <laughs> and he's good at using them. Um, like I almost want to give it slightly to Marcus Phoenix. Um, again, I know Batman has his ability to control the fight with his different, uh, tools and whatnot, but I kind of see Marcus as being a more dominant, um, opponent in this one what do you I mean I, I see what you're saying like okay here's the thing like okay so i think marcus is is going to be yeah, like you like you said with the firepower and everything he's gonna eat he, one is fire firing should be more um accurate than like than some of these other guys <laughs> uh and the fact that he has active reload that that for sure should be able to puncture batman's armor like, but <laughs> um, <laughs> Batman, I mean, it, like I said, now this all depends on where they're fighting at. Yeah, I know. Batman's gonna, you know, he. I think he's gonna go up high and try to hide. Yep. Yeah. Um, but see, like, like you said too, he doesn't. It's not like Batman carries arsenal that's deadly. I yeah. mean, it's not saying a battering to the face isn't gonna hurt like hell, but it's not. It's not like a, he's shooting bullets at you. Yeah. Um. Marcus is wearing such strong armor, I doubt that uh, a battering would really do any damage to it, unless it's one of his exploding ones, which would probably just knock him down. Um, but I can see, you know, like I said, Batman disappearing, Marcus searching around, looking for him, and maybe Batman getting a good attack in from behind, but it's not like, you know, Marcus is his trained soldier also, so, you know... I think Batman might have a little bit more experience hand-to-hand combat, but it's not like Marcus doesn't know how to fight up hand-to-hand. Yeah. And he also will use his weapon. So Batman's now also going to have to watch out for a chainsaw coming down on his ass, which Marcus is good at fighting you off and swinging a chainsaw at the same time. So Yeah. um, Are we doing verdicts or are we doing some more scenarios or what? Oh, no, go ahead. Do verdict. I'm I'm down. Personally... I think Batman's gonna pull something like if like I'm going by buildings, right? He's gonna swoop down and and pick up Marcus and try to um, you know tie him up. Mm-hmm. And while he market he has Marcus, he's gonna um, you know he, where you know where he strings him up by his foot and then dro- drops him. While I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna fight for a while. Batman's gonna give be able to get an opportunity like sneak off of a building or something. Swoop down, and he's gonna grab Marcus unsuspectingly, and you know hook hook him up to the, the the grappling hook like he normally does, and drop him down. But when that happens, thinking that he wins, he's gonna have a little surprise because Marcus is gonna frag tag him, and when he lets go of Marcus, Marcus is hanging below him. Batman blows up. Marcus just has to chainsaw himself back down. I think yeah. Marcus is gonna get it. I think Marcus. Okay. <laughs> That's I'm not saying Batman could do it, but yeah, uh, 
I'm just gonna go. I'm, I gotta go with Marcus. All right, Frank. This one's pretty hard. This is probably one of the more like I. Well, what I what I think is what I was thinking is the main concern with Marcus, and and I'm gonna get my verdict. I'm just you know thinking it out a bit more. Um, the thing with Marcus that I could see where Batman could win, like I could the scenario I could see him as winning, is actually maybe using his grappling hook or just controlling him long enough to try to disarm him. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. That's the only thing I could think, but I think even though. Batman's in good at, at hand-to-hand combat. In the game, they made Marcus like a muscle freak. <laughs> you know, I don't think he could have his gun pulled away from him that easily. Um, True. And I, I, I at least see him being able to maintain it long enough to actually put up a fight. And I think even if, say, he did pull his chainsaw away, he could still pull out a shotgun and a, his pistol and grenades and put up a fight. And say he does really need the assault rifle to win with the range and everything. You know, if Batman did get his assault rifle, I think he has enough firepower to put up a fight and at least get it back. Um, And then, you know, back to, you know, having complete range of the whole fight wherever Batman jumps, you know. Um, So, I think Batman has a chance. But I think for Batman to win, it's going to be a greater struggle than for Marcus to win. So... I, even though I think Batman has an opportunity, I think just Marcus has the just the, the advantage in this one. So in this case, I would say that I'd go with Marcus too. Yeah. Well, at the beginning of the fight, I had said that I I was favoring Batman slightly, but um, yeah, I'm I'm convinced Marcus it is. So the winner of this versus is Marcus. Who's next? <laughs> That's right. All right. That one so- was actually kind of. It's tough, it was too, kind of because, like I, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's not like Bat, uh, Batman hasn't fought. Like, okay, like, I, okay, he's used to fighting muscle-bound people. People are stronger than Marcus, which would be, like, say, Bane or, or yeah. Killer Croc. But at the same time, it's not like Marcus ain't. He's a big dude and powerful, but he's also used to fighting things stronger than even him. And he's also, uh, he's also not crazy and no, is trained, you know? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. When I was thinking of some of the enemies that uh, Batman has beat, you, they're usually either, like Frank was saying, either deranged or uh, mutated or something that that gives them, uh, you know, a disadvantage. Marcus doesn't really have that disadvantage. That's that's why I ended up going with uh, Marcus. That was one thing too. I was thinking is because um, I was thinking with maybe Joker and Kingpin as using arms against Batman before, but they weren't trained soldiers. Like their guns weren't, all their shots weren't landing and. With Joker, he's just trying to make a scene. Sometimes he'll just shoot yeah. all over the place. Yeah, seriously. And Kingpin, he's not a trained soldier or anything. So even though he has random projectiles at times, he's not hes not going to be shooting, you know, trying to unload 200 clips and getting maybe 70, 80% accuracy, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's this week's Versus. Uh, do you want to say next week's? Yeah, uh, next week is uh, Spider-Man and Link. Ooh, oh, shit. that's going to be fun. That already sounds like fun. <laughs> All right, so that is it for our podcast this week. Look forward to that next week. Um, yeah, so if you want to get a hold of us for any reason, you want to let us know what you think about our verses, uh, give us some hints on what you want to hear, whatever, uh, you can email us at kvgto4 at gmail.com. 
our webpage. You can find our podcast plus our blog at kvgtpodcast.com. Our Facebook, where we post a lot of stuff, plus uh, whenever we release new episodes, uh, you can find them there. That is at facebook.com slash kvgtpodcast. And finally, our Twitters. The show Twitter is at kvgtpodcast. I am at kvgtjeremy, and Patrick is at... Big Solo 64. Yes, that and that's it. And as uh, you know, as always, we're going to shout out to the family. Uh, Nerdgasm Network, nerdgasmnetwork.com, Troy at ExtraPlay.info, the RPG Weekly at RPGWeekly.com, the No Quarters Podcast at NoQuarters.net, Super Budget Brothers at SuperBudgetBrothers.com, and the Intrepid Audio Productions Podcast, our newest members. I, I know I've been saying that for like a month now, but Intrafraud.Libsyn.com. And uh, I am sorry they're still not on the website, but you can find them at intreprod.libson.com. So check them out, definitely. Um, and and I, as I said before, they, they, do, they do a video game podcast, they do a uh, sports podcast, and a movies podcast. So, you know, uh, all, all kinds Hello of different... Class. Exactly. All kinds of different um, podcasts over there. So go check them out. And that is it for this week. So everybody have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Yay!